Welcome to a New Testament journey. We'll have our Bible reading followed by our devotional. Chapter 21 Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, and there was no longer any sea. I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride beautifully dressed for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from a throne saying, Look, God's dwelling place is now among the people, and he will dwell with them. They will be his people, and God himself will be with them and be their God. He will wipe every tear from their eyes. There will be no more death or mourning or crying or pain, for the old order of things has passed away. He who was seated on the throne said, I'm making everything new. Then he said, Write this down, for these words are trustworthy and true. He said to me, It is done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. To the thirsty I will give water without cost from the spring of the water of life. Those who are victorious will inherit all this, and I will be their God, and they will be my children. But the cowardly, the unbelieving, the vile, the murderers, the sexually immoral, those who practice magic arts, the idolaters and all liars, they will be consigned to the fiery lake of burning sulphur. This is the second death. One of the seven angels who had the seven bowls full of the seven last plagues came and said to me, Come, I will show you the bride, the wife of the Lamb. And he carried me away in the spirit to a mountain great and high and showed me the holy city, Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God. It shone with the glory of God and its brilliance was like that of a very precious jewel, like a jasper, clear as crystal. It had a great high wall with twelve gates, and with twelve angels at the gates. On the gates were written the names of the twelve tribes of Israel. There were three gates on the east, three on the north, three on the south, and three on the west. The wall of the city had twelve foundations, and on them were the names of the twelve apostles of the Lamb. The angel who talked with me had a measuring rod of gold to measure the city, its gates and its walls. The city was laid out like a square, as long as it was wide. He measured the city with the rod and found it to be 12,000 stadia in length, and as wide and high as it is long. The angel measured the wall using human measurement, and it was 144 cubits thick. The wall was made of jasper, and the city of pure gold as pure as glass. The foundations of the city walls were decorated with every kind of precious stone. The first foundation was jasper, the second sapphire, the third agate, and the four emerald, the fifth onyx, the sixth ruby, the seventh chrysolite, the eighth beryl, the ninth topaz, and the tenth turquoise, the eleventh jacinth, and the twelve amethyst. The twelve gates were the twelve pearls, each gate made of a single pearl. The great street of the city was of gold, as pure as transparent glass. I did not see a temple in the city, because the Lord God Almighty and the Lamb are its temple. The city does not need the sun or the moon to shine on it, for the glory of God gives it light, and the Lamb is its lamp. The nations will walk by its light, and the kings of the earth will bring their splendour into it. On no day will its gates ever be shut, for there will be no night there. The glory and honour of the nations will be brought into it. Nothing impure will ever enter it. 
nor will anyone who does what is shameful or deceitful, but only those whose names are written in the Lamb's Book of Life. This is our great hope. This is what we cry out for, like a hot shower and our own bed after a week of soggy camping. The content of this chapter should be imagined and then reimagined to ensure our hope is real. Over and again, I come across Bible people who have no real imagination of what our hope will look like. Over and again, I realise my understanding of what it will look like is too super spiritual and vague to cause any change in my nine to five. In truth, most communication about heaven sounds so much like an out-of-body, floaty, sunny fantasy land that our minds cannot accept it. Revelation's images are far more earthy than many of us ever manage. In fact, get this shock, the hope of Revelation is not for us to go to heaven at all. Please do think about that. The hope of Revelation is not that we'll float out of our bodies and out of this earth to some hovering utopia in the skies. No, the hope of Revelation comes down out of heaven. Twice in this passage we see our hope coming down out of heaven. Both times it's the bride or the holy city that comes down out of heaven, where it has been paradising with God while it waited for the new earth to be made. The key phrase is that now, in this new earth, God has come down to live with his people. All wrongs have been righted. The earth has been transformed, made perfect and fully redeemed in every way, but something that we could still only describe as earth. It seems like this good and spotless place will have nations and kings and people who could make and bring things of splendour to the Lamb. It seems the new earth will be like Eden when it was very good, except more populated, thriving, swirling, life-infested in every way. The garden will show signs of human cultivation, with every single good thing done in the body represented and remembered there in some way. It will be a city of joy, brilliant and beautiful, without a trace or threat of shame. So if you ever start to feel sick of camping, if you ever feel bored of feeling half-washed, then do not despair. The hope is coming. It's real. It's good. And if you have your name in Jesus' book, you are guaranteed to make it to that glorious, beautiful, wonderful way of earth. Question for reflection. Can you describe your vision of heaven and earth becoming one? We pray God's word bears fruit in your life. For all the information about the New Testament journey, head to www.anewtestamentjourney.net.